Praise the Lord, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. Listen, last week was radical because Paul was on a mission. You know, he was preaching in Thessalonica, and he's got Silas with him, man. It's, it's radical, man. And, and you know what, man? Listen to this. I'm excited because, yeah, we're going through a lot of trials in this world, man. But you know what? God is in control, and He loves you guys, and He has a plan for you guys. And it doesn't matter. We're going through it together, man. I mean, Paul and Silas was imprisoned. You know, the jailer, the correctional officer got saved. That's amazing. <laughs> Listen, man, we don't got to worry because we don't got to worry about what the TV tells us and what this or that, the negativity. We got to understand that Jesus Christ is in control and God loves you and he has a plan for you. Paul was, you know, he was, he was, he was beaten openly, man. Stripped, beaten, arrested. They beaten him openly and they condemned him. And 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 they threw him into prison. And Paul said, you know what? You're not going to throw us out secretly. And he went on, man. And he preached on. And he went on to, to Lydia. And he went to the house of Lydia. And, they, and, and basically encouraged them. Can you imagine that, man? Your face is all beat up. You're stricken and you're... You just beat down and tired and you're like, man, you're just thinking to yourself, what's it worth? I mean, look at this. And God, and you're thinking, wow, you know, the Lord is real because you've seen the works of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in your life. And they're just whipping him and beating him. And you're just like encouraging others while you're getting it done to you. Amazing. Isn't that amazing what, what believers like Paul did? And, and 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 what we as believers need to show the example of Christ. I'm not saying, oh yeah, let everybody beat you. Uh, no, I'm saying, I'm just saying. Listen, let the Lord work in our lives. Paul got beat down for the gospel. People die for the gospel. People are dying right now in Afghanistan for the gospel, and Jesus is still on the throne. Praise the Lord, Father. We come before you. In your name, Jesus, we thank you for this podcast. As we enter Acts chapter 17, we thank you, Father, for the, yeah, believe it or not, Lord, the assault on Jason's house, because it shows, Father, that you are real. And that persecution means people want you, even though they don't want it. We know deep side, Lord, they want it. We know about the persecution, Father, and it's coming. And so today we pray, Father, in your name, Jesus, that you work through this study. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. Here we are, man. Uh, Paul was, and Silas was, you know, persuading. They're in the synagogues. They're teaching the scriptures that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying that Jesus is who we need to preach about. Paul was telling them. The law doesn't work. The law was a guide stick. And Jesus Christ was the arrow to guide us through for eternity. Some some, uh, Jews didn't believe this. Some did. But he persuaded them. And they came. And verse 5 says, But the Jews, okay, who were not persuaded, became envious. And they took some of the evil men from the marketplace 
And gathering a mob, they set all the city in an uproar. And they attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. Wow, we see it today. We see the same type of behavior when somebody doesn't get what they want. Instant gratification. Wow, I want it now. I need it right now. I remember that when I was in college. My professor taught me that, man. He said, draw a circle. Parent, child. You got to tell the child. You got to be the parent. You can't let the child be the parent. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the persecution was there. And, and, and basically they were, they were dragged. Beaten again. And they were beaten. Okay? And some brethren to the rulers of the city crying out, Hey, man, these, these who have turned the world upside down and have come here too. Here comes the threats and the lies against the brethren. All we want to do is serve Jesus and love on others. That's all we're called to do. To serve Jesus and love others and give our love away to others. This is what it's about. Listen, spreading the gospel of love, not hate. We love others. We love every race. Jesus loved every race. And I bet you he loved all their foods. Isn't it wonderful? God, I love Vietnamese food too. I love all Asian foods. Man, you guys are like the rockers of cooking, man. (laughs) I just can't get enough. (laughs) But verse 7 says, Jason had harbored them. Listen, he protected them. Jason harbored them. And And these are all the acting... And and contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there's another king, uh, Jesus, and they troubled the crown and the rulers. So basically, the Roman emperor Claudius expelled all the Jews from Rome due to the riots that were ignited by a group of zealous Jews. So these instructionists are, uh, what do you call them, these modern day rioters. They They were basically advocates, man. Okay, they were advo- they were advocating like a revolution against Rome, and they were opposing the installation of a new king. So Paul's accusers were, the accusers were trying to paint him like a revolutionary who was bringing like some kind of sedition to Thessalonica. So they were getting upset. But listen, so you know it troubled the crowd and the rulers of the city, and they and they, they when they heard these things, so. Verse 9 says, so when they had taken the security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. So listen to this, man. It's interesting. That's what we talked about last week. We're going to get on now to ministering at Berea. But Paul ministered. He encouraged. That's what we're supposed to do. We see somebody on the street and they're hurting. I mean... Encourage them. And so now, basically, so when they had taken security from Jason and the rest, they let him go. Listen to this. Basically, they posted bond. (laughs) It was an assurance that they would not, that there would be no repetition of the trouble caused by the Apostle Paul and that they would not return to Thessalonica. Instead, Paul and Silas traveled 50 miles Southwest to the city of of, of Berea. Now listen to this, man, because it's going to get radical. 
Okay? Good morning. God bless you guys, man. Welcome to Growing in His Word, man. We're led by the Holy Spirit, man. Powered by Jesus Christ like a big truck. Wham! <laughs> I'm excited because verse 10 says, Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by, by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. You know, Paul loves that because he's, he's Jewish. He's a Messianic. So verse 11 says, These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. Now remember, you guys got to remember, Paul got beaten. They pulled his pants down. They beat him. They whipped him. He got scourged. He went to prison. He got, you know, it was nasty, man. He got humiliated publicly. The other Jews in the synagogues were mean and nasty and bitter. And they just, yeah. Why? 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 Here's the question. Question. Do you know why? Because all that persecution had to happen to him because there was a big, big blessing ahead. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Watch what happens here. Now, verse 11 says, these were more fair-minded. Oh, so what happens if he didn't keep going? What happens if he did not press on in Jesus and, and take the beatings and take the persecution and go through the trials? He never would have got to the fair-minded Jews. Right? It's beautiful. It's like, it shows that everybody's equal. You know? I mean, think about it. Listen to this. These guys were more fair-minded, it says in verse 11, than those in Thessalonica. And, and listen to this. And they, and they received... The word, oh my God, wow. With all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Oh my God, that is my goal in everyone's life. Search the scriptures daily so you don't have to throw your money away on, on, on these scandalous radio programs that preach false messages. That they want to sell you a crying handkerchief that Jesus cried on and, and all these prayer chains and, oh, you know, cry baby pastors on there talking about, you know, false healings, sucking your money with their 1-800 number lines. Yeah, just call 1-800, uh, you know, give me your money at this whatever Jesus doesn't want your money. He wants you to search the scriptures daily to find out whether you are walking in the right direction so that he can have a personal relationship with you. Wow. Amazing. He doesn't want your money. He wants your relationship with you. Women, he doesn't want you to marry your man. He wants you to marry Jesus with your man. Oh, that's gross. That sounds gross. No, spiritually marry your father and love your wife. Wives also love your husbands. It's, it's amazing. 25 years of marriage. I've got no problems, man. Oh, yeah, right. Sure. Biblically, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's because I, I search the scriptures daily to find out whether these things are so. Listen, verse 12 says, Therefore many of them believed. Wow! 
Here Paul was trying to preach for months and days. And everybody was beating him down. What a blessing. Are you getting beat down right now? Listen. I mean, Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he, listen, he who promised is faithful. God is faithful, man. You may be thinking, you don't understand, pastor. I'm losing all my family and I'm losing my friends and I'm losing this. No, God's cleaning clean up shop. He's taking the people that he loves. Sometimes he takes them away for eternity because he loves them and he wants them to serve him in heaven. And then he prepares you for his kingdom to finish his works in your life. I don't know if you understand this, but Deuteronomy, you know, talks about being courageous, man. Listen, I've been through it in life, you know, and I, I've been I've been through the point in my life where I was so down and out, man. And my son came to me and said, Father, I got a scripture for you. And he said, Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, he said, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow. Jesus Christ paid the price. Paul said it straight. He said, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel or nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. Nothing, nothing will separate the love that Jesus Christ has for you. Do you understand me? Do you get it? I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying like, you know, do you understand how much Jesus loves you? And it reminds me of how wonderful Jesus is and how he'll never leave us and how he'll never separate us from the love that he has. He's our shield, man. He's our hope. He, he, he promised victory. And his promise stands out to you today. And he's saying, look, no matter what you're going through, I'm here for you. You don't got to worry. You don't got to fret. You don't got to think about nothing but my love for you. Because Second Timothy says, chapter 2, verse 13, it says, if we are faithful, it says, if we are faithful less, like we have no, no more faith, he remains faithful. Wow. For he cannot deny himself. Isn't that crazy? I mean, if, if we lose our faith, he's still there. What kind of a God does that, man? Listen to this. Psalm 33 verse 4 says, For the word of the Lord is upright, and all of his work is done in faithfulness, man. He is faithful. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge." His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. You're like, what's that, man? It's Psalm 90, 91, bro. Check it out. Second Thessalonians right here. 3 verse 3, the Lord is faithful and who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. I mean, I'm just amazed. But verse 12 says, therefore many of them believed. So all the trials and tribulation that Paul went through, it was because of these guys. They were waiting for him. If he gave up, if he gave up, the Bereans never would have got the word. 
But guess what? God would have said, you know what, Pastor Joseph? No, I would have raised up someone else to get my word there. Because that's how faithful I am. And for you on the radio right now, you listeners, he's saying to you, don't give up. Please don't give up. I know you're in this coronavirus lockdown and whatever you're doing or even it doesn't have to be the lockdown. You could be locked down in prison like Paul was. Jesus is saying, I'm here for you. You don't got to isolate. I'm here for you. And he's saying this. If you confess, our, it says he's saying this in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins. And he'll purify us from all unrighteousness. Because listen, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. And you're thinking, no, you don't understand, pastor. I've been taken to the bridge. Jesus says, but guess what? But with temptation, he will also provide the way out of escape that you have escape that you may be able to endure it. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man because God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way out of an escape that you may be able to endure it. Listen, God will come to you quickly, fastly, like a race car. And he will save you in the nick of time because he's always there. He's not, he's, he's always on time. Trust me. Listen. Many of them believed in verse 12. And also not a few of the Greeks, not, listen, and also not a few of the Greeks, uh, prominent, prominent women as well as men. But listen to this. Verse 13 says, but, but when the Jews from Thessalonica learned, okay, you could say Thessalonica if you want. It doesn't matter. We, it, it's known salvational basis. So it's Thessalonica. But listen to this. From Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul. Here we go. Ready? At Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. Listen. Then immediately... The brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy only remained there. Verse 15, So those who conducted Paul brought him to Athens in receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed, and they departed. Wow. Wow, man, my head's spinning right now. I'm just thinking... What a radical, wow, what a radical sermon they preached. <laughs> what a radical persecution that they endured. And what a, what a day, man. What a, what a month of, of, of radical stuff, even as your life's. You see how this relates today? What an amazing time, man. But see, Paul, man, he had the Holy Spirit in him big time. Just like me and you and all the believers. The Holy Spirit's with you. The helper. Oh, I love it, man. I'm so excited. Listen to this. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Paul waited for them in verse 16 at Athens. But his spirit, okay, was provoked within. You see? The Holy Spirit's telling him, 
he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore, he reasoned in the synagogues with the Jews and with the Gentile worshipers, okay? And in the marketplace, daily, he was there, okay? With those who happened to be there. Listen to this. Paul's pumped up now, man. He's pumped up. He's in the marketplace. He's passing out tracks. Me and my friend Victor used to pass out tracks. There were these radical gospel of John's, man. I'll never forget them, man. They had the whole, the whole, it was just radical. The whole gospel of John, man. They had the nice comic illusions in there and the, or the, uh, the comic strips. And, you know, these were done by the, the, the old school artists, man. And wow, they were just radical, man. And, you know, we used to, I used to go out there and pass out the tracks, but Paul's out there, man, and he's on fire and he's saying, you know what? He's got a recharge. He's recharged, man. The, the Lord plugged his, plugged his spirit back in. Now he's troubled, and now he's going out there, and he's like, man, look at these people. It, it's been taken over. Now he's tripping out. Listen to this. We're getting into some more crazy worship, man. Paul's getting Paul's getting tripped out, man, because they're worshiping. They're, they're doing some weird Areopagus stuff, man. They're getting into that idol stuff, man. And now he's like, oh, great, here we go again, man. It's, it's you know. Some philosophers in Athens, they were there arrogantly ridiculed, okay? They were arguing that, that you know, it was, it, was, they were, it was basically this crazy Areopagus stuff, man. And Paul's going to stand up. Watch this. Listen. So he's passing out tracts, man. Just like my buddy Victor and I used to do, still do, hopefully. <laughs> I know he does. <laughs> he always, he, you can't stop Victor, man. That guy's... <laughs> he, <laughs> sorry, man. He's an older guy, and I, not too old, but you know he's he's out there, and he's he, he just he keeps going. I love it, man. Praise the Lord. Listen, it's all all glory to Jesus. Victor, keep going, man. In New Mexico, God bless your soul. Listen, verse eighteen says, "Then a certain listen to this." So he's in the marketplace, and a certain. Epicurean, and then a certain Epicurean and Stolic philosophers encountered him, and some said, "Listen to this. What does this babbler want to say?" Oh, now it's another it's a dispute. Or you want to babble with? Oh, I see. It's a, it's a. He's trying to call out Paul. Watch this. Others said he seems to be a pro a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. Ooh, Paul's like, dude, I ain't scared of you, bro. I've seen I've seen the dead raised, man. I've seen I've seen souls get saved. I've I've been through prison. I've been beaten, stabbed, mocked, rocks thrown at me, dude. I've been blinded. What are you gonna do to me? You know he's thinking to himself. These poor dudes, they don't have no idea what the Holy Spirit's doing in my life. You want to play your little tarot cards and weird stuff and ask people in downtown L.A. for palm readings he's probably thinking bro your philosophy is garbage listen to this yeah you always get those people too in the corners yeah let me see your palm it's like dude um you're holding your wallet with your right hand and she's got your left hand and she's reading okay that line right there let me see let me count the lines on your palms okay one two three four five you see how that one's got a little y on it oh yeah that means that you're going to be successful um and if you tip me a little bit more money, I'll tell you about the next line. Dude, get over it. This is garbage. This is heresy. This is demonic. 
And it's not what this is about, but this is philosophy stuff. Okay, listen to this. Verse 7 says, Oh, let's see what the babbler wants to say. Others said, Oh, he seems to be a proclaimer. Remember those? Here comes a proclaimer in Jesus. Oh, come on, man. We love everybody. Listen to this. He seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods, but because he preached to them Jesus in the resurrection, listen to verse 19, and they took him and brought him to the Aeropagus, uh, what do you call it, Aeropagus, because I call him Pagus, it's all pagan, um, even though the word's not said right. <clears throat> I call it Aeropagus, because they're pagans. And he said, listen to verse 8, saying, may we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak? For you were you are bringing some some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. Verse 21, For all the Athen- uh, Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Listen, Paul's going to address them. He's going to address them. But he's going to address them next week because we're out of time. Let me tell you this. Right now, because the the Areopagus is, is, you know, just southwest of the Acropolis in Athens. It was basically Mars Hill, they called it. Okay? In Latin, it was in Latin it was called the God of War. Now, this was, you know, where the, where the court was held, you know, concerning questions of religion and morals. In Athens, basically in Athens, and, and the gospel message was examined by the supposed experts of philosophy and religion. These were the point extras of religion, man. And basically, you know, because the men of Athens had scant knowledge of the Hebrew scripture, Paul started with the general revelation visible in creation itself in the 6th century BC. It was because it was said that the poet from Crete named Ep- um, Epimendius turned aside a horrible plague from the people of Athens and by appealing to a god of whom the people had never heard and an altar was built to honor this god whom the Athenians now called the unknown god. And so Paul was there to set him straight. Jesus Christ's word is going to be there to set them straight. And this is what he's going to do. But that's next week, man. Because it gets big, deep time in philosophy. And I, I, I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. This is, this is the time of, of Christ right now. In the last few minutes, Christ loves you. Listen, he wants to know you as a human being. Listen, the Lord told me this morning, you know, tell everybody. No, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't want your money. Robbie, I see you with two broken legs. Send in 20 bucks and I'll heal it. No, we're not doing that. What I want to tell you is Christ died for you. And that he loves you. And that if you just say, I surrender. He will, he will say, let's do it. Let's do this. Jesus wants you to surrender. I know you're going through it. I've gone through it. We, we go through it together. This is what's going on. The world is going through trials and tribulations but Jesus is saying hold on I'm here for you there's a reason why 
you were born without a father. But, but Jesus is saying, let me become your spiritual father. Jesus is saying, there's a reason why you're lonely. But let me feel that loneliness with my love in your heart. Listen, Jesus is saying, don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow has its own problems. Jesus is saying, don't worry about the virus. Because he's saying, I'm here for you. Listen to the government. Listen to your local doctors. Listen to your physicians. Listen to, you, listen to your specialists. They know what's best for you. They got a college degree in there. Pastor Joseph doesn't. But know this, Jesus Christ gave his life for you so that you can be forgiven of your sins and you don't have to be condemned anymore. He's saying, look, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. I'm here for you. Because Paul stood in the midst of, the, of these guys and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious for I was passing through and considering the ob- objects of your worship, I even found an altar with inscriptions to the unknown God. Listen, he said this. Paul said, therefore, the, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. That was verse to verse 24. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heavens and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed time. And the boundaries of their dwellings. Listen. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for Him and find Him. Though He is not far from each one of us. And He's not. Verse 28. For in Him we live and move and have our being as also some of your own poets have said. For we also are also His offspring. Listen and we're done. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these are the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands of all men everywhere to repent. Listen, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. That's Jesus. <laughs> and 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 they and when they heard of these of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, "We will hear you again." And on this matter, so Paul departed from among them. However, some joined and didn't and believed, and, and some didn't. But listen, and among them. Dionysus and, and Arapagai, a woman named Damaris, Damaris, and others with them. Some true, uh, trippy names, but we'll get into it next week. Listen, God loves you guys. God's here for you. Jesus loves you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Keep going. The book of Acts is alive today. Next week, we're going to go over what I just read in Jesus' name. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, we 
love you, Jesus. We thank you for these radical times that we're living in. It gives us an opportunity <laughs> to serve. Lord, it, it, you're shaking up the earth, allowing it to be shaken up so we can get out there and be about your business. I'm just so happy about that. And people are thinking, you're nuts. Lord, I, I'm not nuts, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for that. And we thank you for the trials, Lord, because we know that there's a light on the other side. We know that it's a reason for a season. Look at all the people that got saved, Lord Jesus, because of you and the Bereans. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for growing in his word. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.